2020 has is at this point a wash. <laughs> and I just, I was thinking about it. I was like, yo, at freaking um, New Year's Eve, that countdown, we just ain't no. Literally, no idea. Ten, nine. Hey guys, it's your co-host Michelle at Modernly Michelle. And I'm Dana at It's Dana V. And welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations. Rants and Revelations. Rants and Revelations. She brought it back, y'all. <laughs> you really left me hanging. I feel like, okay, so you want me to join too? I feel like that's your, I always say this, this is your time to shine. No, you're supposed to do the high voice. Anywho, thank you guys so much for listening or <laughs> tuning in, I should say, to this episode. Uh, we have some updates and some good things to get into today. But first things first, Dana, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Like, it's bright outside. Granted, we're in quarantine and supposed to be socially distancing. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of feels like your parents put a slice of cake in the fridge for you and you know it's for you, but they told you you can't have it until dinner, but it's mm -hmm. like noon. And you're like, bro, I need dinner to hurry up and get here. Um, so it's a beautiful day and I'm in a really good mood, but I really want to go outside and brunch and be with people and like just live life. And coronavirus was like, uh, nah. You thought. <laughs> coronavirus like you, this. You thought. Will not. Yeah. You thought so. <laughs> You know, my favorite meme is that, what's her name, Ilana? Where she slaps on the table, the fix my life lady. Oh, yeah. And okay. Yeah. Slaps on the table, she's like, not on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's coronavirus, man. Oh, gosh. We're definitely going to be getting into that, too. So. But how are you? I am okay. Today was a productive day for me. And like you, the weather is nice outside over here. I don't know if it's like, you know how sometimes where it looks like it's good and then you're like, oh, okay, I don't need like a sweater or anything. I'm good. And then you step outside and you're like, woo, I don't know if it's like that. <laughs> but the weather does look really good outside from what I see. So mm -hmm. um, even though today's main topic is about quarantine and how we're feeling and COVID-19 and just like chatting it up. Before we get into our rants, we're going to start off with our strawberries and lemons. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned in the last episode, I'm back on Twitter now and and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, love it. I wish you guys could see her right now with the dance <laughs> that she's doing with it. Oh, my God. I love Twitter. Like, why did you let me delete my Twitter in 2016? Who, me? Girl, I'm still not, to this day, I'm still not on the Twitters, so. Um, but as you guys know, and I will continually mention it, I am back on Twitter. And what what's your handle? Let the people know. Oh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter, guys. I'm trying to get my followers up. My handle is the same as my Instagram. It's I-T-S-D-A-N-A-B-E-E. -E. It's Dana B. Follow me. Um, I'll follow you back. You know what I'm saying? Long as you actually tweet, don't follow me. And you had an account since 2009 and only two tweets. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, follow me, but don't expect me to follow you back. Right. <laughs> okay. As you guys know, I'm on Twitter and 
the other day, everyone was up in arms about this black attorney who did not pass the bar exam. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw that, and I think the tweet was, guess what, guys? The prize didn't pass the bar. And I'm like, what are they talking about? When you sent it to me, I felt, I was like, what is going on? Yeah, so I, of course, I went to read through the thread because it had a lot of retweets. So I'm like, okay, I missed the memo here. So apparently there is this young man who um, graduated from law school And when he graduated from law school, he put his picture up on Instagram with this long post. And typically when people graduate and they're celebrating their success, it's about them and the people who helped them and, you know, things they're looking forward to. Right. And he spent like he wrote a long post about how basically he's the prize because he's young He's black. He's highly educated. He doesn't have a criminal record. He doesn't have baby mama drama. And he said something along the lines of how black women want um, men who are handsome, who have swag, who have this, this, and that. And he checks off all those boxes because he's accomplished all of that. And he's in the top 7% for black men. He's the prize. So basically it's something along the lines like, I got my law degree. Y'all um, better come and chase me because I got the bag now. Like, very arrogant. Very. And at first when I was reading through it, it did rub me the wrong way. But at the end of the day, he was quoting statistics. And a lot of it was pretty accurate um, as far as how difficult it is to find young, highly educated black it can be difficult because i know a lot but it can be difficult to find guys that check off those boxes but it was like why say all of that and then just kind of bash black women and make it seem as though you're the gift you're god's gift to us or you're god's gift to earth right so that was the first half of it and when he originally posted that i don't follow him i don't know him so i never knew about it but it came back up because 16 weeks later 15 weeks later whatever the time frame was He tweeted that his brother passed the bar exam for Louisiana and he didn't. And he's hurt that he didn't pass the bar exam Mm. and he wants to go over there and celebrate with his brother, but he can't because he feels as though it would hurt the relationship or whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm. You know, Twitter, they saw those tweets. They went back. 16 weeks ago, grabbed the post of when he was celebrating himself and saying how much of a prize he was. Womp, womp, womp. They went in like, I just, I really felt bad for him because I have a few of my friends who um, are attorneys, meaning they graduated with their law degree and they passed the bar exam. And I remember when they were studying how difficult it was. I know how much work it takes. I know how stressful and it comes with anxiety and sometimes depression. So like, I kind of felt bad that he put in all that work and he didn't pass it. And Mm -hmm. now he has seemingly the whole world hating him. So I did really feel compassionate and I felt bad for him. But on the other hand, it was like, all of that stuff you did was unnecessary. Right. I'm all for gassing yourself up, graduating from college, all of the different like milestones, especially when a a particular milestone is very important to you. When you actually meet that milestone, I'm all for celebrating. I'm all for like gassing yourself up, but I don't ever understand people who gas themselves up and pull other people down. Yep. And I also feel like too, like, just because like you don't have any baby mama drama, 
you have a law degree and whatever else he said, because I don't care, whatever else he said, doesn't mean that women are automatically going to want you. And it doesn't mean that you're still a good catch. There are tons of men and I'm not, unlike him, I'm not going to only focus on black men. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There are tons of men who seemingly have everything together but they have a lot of things messed up with them on the inside that they have to work on. Mm -hmm. So I just don't like the fact that he said it that way, because I just feel like, so like kudos to you. Good job. Like there are also a lot of women who have college degrees and different things like that. And they may not be with men who have college degrees and they're Mm -hmm. perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. So I just did not care for it at all. Like, I can't stand when people are arrogant. I'm just like, you yeah. took something that everyone could have been like, yes, like, good job, black man. You did that and turn it into a, like a sour, like, ugh. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. And I want to clarify, when I first read the tweets, I was under the impression that he bashed black women. And he wasn't necessarily bashing them. Um, and I'll read like a quick snippet. All he said is black women typically, he said a lot more, but the snippet I'm going to read, it says black women typically don't want to date down and prefer to have a black man that is on the same playing field as her or higher. Well, statistically, only 7% of black men are professionals with this massive criteria that black women don't want in dating a black man. They have essentially drastically limited the dating pool of viable black men that majority of black women are currently after, which means everyone does not get picked. And statistically, 70% of black women go unmarried. You see where I'm going here? So he wasn't necessarily bashing black women, but he was just making it seem as though like, you don't have too many options, so you should be happy that I'm here and you should date me. Arrogant. Oh. I still feel, I, I still, I don't know, maybe it's just the way I read the post or whatever, but I still kind of got like a little bit of a bashing vibe because mm-hmm. I understand that he really wanted to target and he didn't want to keep it broad. But, and I guess, especially if you were to keep it broad, you would have to find a different set of statistics for women in general. But I just don't like the fact that it was kind of like, yeah, black women, I'm calling you out. You guys feel this, this, and that way. Well, guess what? I'm a part of the 7%. And I also feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm old school, but like, so you want to be chased? You want the woman to come after you? You don't want to feel like you're going after her and pursuing her, you, and then kind of showing off your good qualities and whatever and getting together with someone. You want a woman to be begging to be with you just because you ain't got no kids and because you got a degree? Right. And it's like, no. mm, 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 I don't like it. Again, I felt really bad for him because even though I didn't go to law school and I didn't ever have to study for the bar, I just know people who are close to me what they went through. So I kind of felt bad that he had to experience all of that after he found out he failed the bar exam. But it was like, why would you even do that? And then he talked about, again, how like black women want guys with swag and they want this and they want that. People went and took screenshots of his pictures and they were like, sir, sir, you did too much. For me to find this. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't want to insult him. Right. He generalized too. Not every black woman is with a guy who has, and swag is relative. Right. Someone may think that their man is like super swagged out. 
And another may think that a guy is not swagged out because he's not wearing the latest designer. Like it's relative. So for him to generalize, if you're going to keep it statistic based, keep it that way. Don't generalize right after that and be like, oh, well, all black women want a guy with swag and other not necessarily. Mm. Some women are actually looking for a guy who has a good personality, who is attractive to her and who's nice, you know? Who's kind, who uplifts other people, humble. Right. So there's so much more to that. And then I think something else that rubbed me the wrong way, and to me, it was just like, ooh, that's a character flaw. The fact that because his brother passed and he didn't, even though he said, I'm excited for my brother, the fact that he couldn't go over there to celebrate with him because he just thought it would ruin the relationship. It's like, are you genuinely happy for your brother? Are you only happy when you're both succeeding or you're just happy when like you're succeeding? Right. Because you were gassing yourself up a post ago. And then now, and then maybe again, maybe I'm old school, but why post that online? Like why post that part? Why post the part that you feel like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that was something that you could have shared with him, Mm -hmm. which I guess is awkward, but maybe it's less awkward to do so in front of millions of people, but not the, (laughs) person that you feel some type of way towards so let's talk about that actually for a little bit because you brought up a good point you brought up character flaws Mm -hmm. so how do you feel when it comes to and this is a complete pivot but (laughs) when it comes to the dating world how do you feel you are able to pick up on different character flaws can you talk a little bit about that because I'm interested to see because with him he probably didn't even know that he was displaying some of his flaws because he was just so in his own head. And this is by no means bashing men, but Mm -hmm. I feel like there are a lot of men who are like that, who are just so in their head. They spew things and they say things or whatever. And it's just like, what? So yeah, I'm interested to know, talk a little bit more about how you know this about character flaws. Cause it's interesting that you brought that up. And of course we're friends. Mm-hmm. So I notice when you bring up like, hmm, I don't know this about this person or this about that person. Yeah. So first of all, from a single woman to you as a married woman, mm-hmm. these dating streets, mm-hmm. it's ghetto. You said they're ghetto. <laughs> it's ghetto here. I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> so I just want to put that disclaimer out there. Um, and I'm happily single. Yeah. That's a good thing to note. As well, that you're happily single. Yeah, it took me some time to get here. I would say like all of last year, and you know my yeah. my dating experiences. All of 2019, I was like focused on like putting myself out there and meeting people and giving people chances and all this stuff. And now we're in 2020 and I'm like, I don't have the time. Um, mm. I'm not interested. And I really am trusting God and waiting on him until it's time for me to like make myself available again, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. But to answer your question, I'll say that whenever a guy says something that like is not necessarily a red flag, but like my antenna goes up. Right. Ask him questions about it. You said you you ask him questions about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, you know, I'm curious. So if I was talking to um this guy and he said, Oh man, I'm so sad that I passed my bar exam my brother passed it and I'm happy for him but I don't think I'm about to go over there for his celebration dinner because I know that's going to ruin our relationship 
I would ask, what does that mean? Why do you feel this way? Has it always been competition between you guys? I would ask so many questions to try to get to the root of it. And Mm -hmm. if at the root of the issue is immaturity, is bitterness, jealousy, hatred, um, based on the responses, then I would know, okay, this is not it. If it's simply Mm -hmm. like in that moment, I was upset, so I said that. Um, but I am happy for my brother and I'm going to suck up my disappointment and still go and celebrate him. We all have those moments. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's why I brought up the point of why post it online? Because it's not like I'm not invalidating his feelings because I get it. People can experience that just because like you're not going to always be the happiest person. You know, you may want to celebrate someone, but you're feeling down yourself. And sometimes it's hard to celebrate other people when you're feeling down. I get it. I'm not saying that he's wrong. Mm -hmm. But like, why post it if it's something that's in the moment, you know? I honestly don't think in his heart of hearts, he thought it was going to blow up that big. Maybe it wasn't his intention to like vent. Honestly, I don't have the answers. I don't know why he did it. (laughs) Right, we're speculating, so. I don't know why he did it. Um, I'm sure if he could go back, he probably would not do it. I'm curious to know. You don't know. Because I feel like there are some people that are just like, I said what I said. Child, that's true. And I'm not too. saying it's him, but I can't say that there are some people like that are like that. Especially people online who say crazy things and they're like, oh, you guys thought I was going to apologize or delete it? Nah. This nah, not happening. That's true. If I was his brother, I'm, I'm curious to know how his brother feels about it. Right. Does he feel some type of way that his brother couldn't celebrate him? You know that person who's like that sour person in the corner that is mm-hmm. like, why are you here? Like, you're so, <laughs> you obviously feel the type of way. You're not, like, mingling with anybody. You're off to the side. Why are you here? Right. Go home. Yeah. Look at yeah. us. Go home, go Roger. Home. Go home. <laughs> From this whole thing, I think the strawberry is the fact that he is a black man that graduated with a law degree. Mm-hmm. Despite how arrogant he seems, maybe he just, this is, a misjudgment kind of thing. He just didn't think this through. The fact is he graduated with his JD. He's extremely proud of that. And I'm happy for him. Kudos to him. Kudos to him. But on the other hand, and I think, oh, also another strawberry is maybe this will teach him some humility. Mm, That was a teachable moment. That definitely a teachable (laughs) moment. (laughs) I saw a tweet that said, if you don't humble yourself, Black Twitter definitely will do that for you. Yes. God went and bopped him on the forehead and was like, stop showing off. (laughs) Sit down. (laughs) So I would say those are the two strawberries. Kudos to him for graduating with his law degree. And um, hopefully this teaches him some humility if he's a teachable person. Because he may be in the same situation a year from now or in another 16 weeks, he does something else where it's like, you definitely did not learn your lesson. Yep. So those are the strawberries. Do you have any strawberries from this situation? I feel like you took the strawberries I would have said. Uh, He graduated with a law degree. Um, Good for him. Yeah. Congrats. (laughs) It's a big accomplishment. Graduating is a big accomplishment. So... Genuinely, kudos to him. Even though my voice sounds dry, genuinely, <laughs> And then I will say for the lemons, we just be like, you got dragged on the internet. Don't come for black women and don't play with black Twitter. Period, Pooh. 
period. And it's just like, celebrate your wins without putting other people down. This had nothing to do with black women. This had nothing to do with the other 93% of black men who aren't professionals. Just celebrate your win. Even if he wanted to have like big D energy and just be like, oh, well, I'm the catch now. Keep it at that. (laughs) Right. You You go on Google, you go look up statistics. You go bring in black women the heck just keep your energy and just be like yo i'm the catch you know where to find me i got this law degree period no statistics black women this is that go sit down down. listen sir go back and pull your books back out it's time for us to get the what you call it the studying going again all right so hopefully we don't see any posts like this for a little bit because you're going to be studying for your next exam and when he passed, I hope he passes that. Honestly, yeah. I feel like if I was in a situation and I passed the bar exam after this, I wouldn't even want to tweet that. Because I feel like people would still find a way to drag me by my hair, drag me across the Twitter streets. Right. So anyways, Dana, so let's talk about some, up- well, let's give, I should say, some updates. You know, we are in month what? of this coronavirus at this point 497 like bro this coronavirus has been has ravished the world yeah and i'm laughing only because it's so crazy i am not like trying to diminish the fact that people are actually dying like you know when you just laugh because you don't know what else to do that's what i do sometimes oh wait pause remember when we worked together at aventura mall at the kids clothing store Yes, I do. It got so mad at us because we kept like talking while we were on the sales floor. So then they got even more mad at me because when they took me to the back to like write me up, I was laughing. (laughs) You remember that? But I was laughing out of nervousness because I've never had anyone yell at me. I've never been in trouble. So to get in trouble at my first job, I was giggling out of fear. She was like, oh, you laughing? Bet I'm really going to write you up. Oh, you want to take me serious? Bet. I'm never scheduling y'all together. And we were never scheduled together again. (laughs) Dang, that's true. Never. Never. After we both left. Every time we'd go back to the mall, we'd walk past the store to see if they was there. Oh, my gosh. And so crazy. That store is closed now. Look at that. I was about to say God don't like ugly, but that has nothing to do with God. Well, not nothing, but it's not like he did it as a direct result of them being petty with God. Nah, they just probably went bankrupt. That's it. Right. <laughs> don't treat God's children meanly. You said me. <laughs> You're an idiot. She said don't treat God's children meanly. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, I'm sorry. Back to quarantine updates and how serious it is. And we're only laughing because it's so serious that sometimes there's nothing you can do but laugh. Right. And to also get you through the days. (laughs) It's to find something that makes you laugh and passes by the time. But so, yeah, we're in like month 4000 at this point of (laughs) Uh, the coronavirus um, and quarantine. So how has the, well, first, when you first found out, I guess everything was serious. How did you feel? Or did you see this coming? 
I definitely did not see this coming because remember when it first started getting serious in the United States, I wasn't even here. I was out of the country. Yeah. So when I came back, they told me I couldn't go into the office and I realized the airline company was super lenient with their policy. Like if I wanted to switch, I could do like all these things. That's when I was like, oh, wait, this is getting very serious. But it Mm -hmm. still didn't hit me that I don't think it hit me for like a month. Mm, Right. It wasn't until like the beginning because this was the beginning of March. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. until the beginning of April when my office was like, okay, we know that you pay for office space here, but we're not allowing anyone in until July 15th. I was like, wait a minute. Mm. Like, that's a long time from now because I was working from home or I still am working from home and I enjoyed that aspect of it. I still went out for my daily walks and my little workout outside, even though like gyms and stuff were closed, I would go to like a local trail. So I kind of felt fine. I felt like I had enough time to like, sleep and take you know a nap every now and then I was cooking a lot more my house remained spotless so I loved it and I didn't and I'm not someone that watches the news so because I wasn't watching the news um the tidbit of information that I got was from my parents um the few people I follow on social media who were seriously concerned about it and then like maybe a friend here or there but I tried to minimize how much information I got because I felt like it was a lot of fear mongering, getting people to feel really anxious and to be afraid. And, and I was just like, I'm not feeding into that. But then the more and more I realized like, wait, like the death toll is increasing. Wait, the number of people on unemployment is like doubling. Wait, my friend is being furloughed. I was just like, This virus is serious and the impact it has on people, not just medically, not just how it impacts them when it comes to health is also very, very serious. So it took me some time. I say all that to say it took me some time. (laughs) Thank you for painting that picture for us. Yeah. So I, (laughs) I feel you. I feel like it went from like, at least not as serious in the United States to becoming serious overnight. I feel like I was, you know, going into the office, working, everything felt, you know, essentially kind of the same. And then it was like, oh no, wait, we're shutting everything down. You have to go right. home. Right. It's like, oh, okay. So we're working from home. Okay. And then it was like, I'm not a news person either, but um, Brandon, my husband, he is like, when something happens, he just likes to be up to date. It's not like he's watching like the, standard news stations it's um what is it is it cnbc it's the one that's focused on more business stuff uh sounds like msnbc is msn i don't i don't watch the news what am i talking about let me shut up (laughs) she's like yeah i think it is you wouldn't know so (laughs) yeah so whatever whichever one it is um and then so he was watching more of that so whenever i would like be out watching tv with him i would hear how like the stock you know is like not necessarily crashing, but it's like super low, how these big companies, you know, are seeking out government funding and different things like that. And then the airline and hospitality industry plummeting. So I was just like, oh, snap, like, okay. And I'm thinking like, um, okay, so by this time and by this time, we should be kind of back to, you know, like going back to normal. Like, I don't, I think I, I was saying at that point, maybe like by April, yeah, like April. Oh, and then also when all of the events started getting canceled. 
that's when I was like, oh, shoot. Like, and then the limiting. So it was like 100 people, 50 people, 10 people. Baby showers getting canceled. Weddings getting canceled. So at that point, I was like, yeah, by April or by, you know, late April, whatever, we should be fine. We're in May now. Um, (laughs) And states, of course, the great state of Georgia, you know, our our governor, (laughs) our governor decided to reopen um, as of late uh, hair salons and nail salons. And for some reason, bowling alleys. I'm not sure why. Maybe he did that for his grandma. I don't know. But (laughs) bowling alleys. He also just reopened, I think, dining in, which is like, what? Yeah. Right. So I feel like for me, it was just like a shock because I didn't anticipate it being this crazy. And then I also think I had pretty high expectations for America, Mm. I guess. And I have to also like I had to understand, like, this is something that's new thing that's, you know, entered into, I guess, the to be a dork, the force field, because it's like they still have to do testing. They have to like you know, create a vaccine. It's not going to happen overnight. But for some reason, I thought, oh, this is America. Okay. Yeah, we'll just be... No. Child, they like, we ain't got no masks. And it's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? I think this speaks to our American privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, because 100%. we... Yeah, we just think like, oh, anything is fixable. If you have money to pay for it, like, we're going to be good. And we yeah. are, we're the wealthiest nation in the world, but look where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Struggle bus. Complete struggle bus. Yeah. It's so, so sad. And it's so unfortunate that so many people are losing their lives. And people can combat the stats about the high death tolls by saying, well, if you look at the flu or if you compare it to past um, pandemics, like the yeah. virus and all this stuff, it's not as bad. But at the end of the day, people are losing their lives. At the end of the right. day, people are losing their jobs. At the end of the day, we have healthcare professionals and um, people like janitors or um, restaurant workers who still are forced to leave their home, whether they're comfortable or not, because they need to provide for their family. So mm-hmm. it's just like, yes, we are America, but we don't have it all together. Yeah, we don't. We don't. It's scary. It is. It was really, this has definitely been an eye opener, especially because it feels like 2020 has is at this point a wash. <laughs> and I just, I was thinking about it. I was like, yo, at freaking um, New Year's Eve, that countdown, we just ain't no. Literally, no idea. 10, 9, Hey, count down. Happy 2020 vision. This my year. I'm about to be in my bag. I'm about to be in my bag. I'm beginning this. No, you're about to be in your house. <laughs> yes. Again, a bop on the forehead. Go sit down. <laughs> Who would have thought? Crazy, right? And another thing I wanted to bring up is because I remember seeing this post, and I'm I'm gonna butcher it. I know I am, but. Um, the post went, if you're not learning a new skill, if you're not developing something new, if you're not starting a new business, it's not because you don't have the time, it's because you lack the discipline. So when I seen that post, I was like, oh, because I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like it's kind of expected that once you have a bunch, like a ton of free time, that you're automatically going to know how to ration, at, ration out that free time. You're automatically going to be injected 
with, you know, all of your creativity and that business that you've been putting off for the last 75 years, you're going to knock it out the park. And it's like, no, you can also be sitting on your bed, staring out the window because you're like, yo, I... (laughs) I don't know what I, I don't know what to do. That's true. I noticed that post. And then subsequently after that, there were people who came after and were like, uh, listen, no, just don't feel guilty. If you're not feeling the most creative, don't feel guilty. If you know, you just simply waking up that morning, fixing your bed and cooking food was what you accomplished. Like you have to also remember that we're currently, it's not like we just have a ton of free time just to have free time. We're currently in a pandemic that literally attacked the globe. So it's okay if your brain isn't able to figure out how you're going to create that website. Like, you know, for that business. So I don't know. That was, because I have felt a slight, like, twinge of guilt for that first post. I was like, dang, I suck. And then other people came and said that, and I was like, you know what? I'm not that bad. (laughs) Actually, I'm doing pretty well. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. So... (laughs) <laughs> no, I thousand percent agree with that. Uh, two comments that I have. The first one being, so this is secondhand information. My friend told me she read an article stating, even though we're switching over to virtual, people would essentially think that it's so much easier to get your work done because you're in the comfort of your home or whatever. But as humans, we rely on social cues. We rely on reading body language. We rely on looking someone in the eye to kind of read the room and know, is this going well? Are they understanding what I'm saying? When we're doing it virtually, we kind of put a barrier in place where it's so much more difficult to figure out if the connection is being made, that some people are developing anxiety around that because they're not able to read the social cues. So it puts more pressure on people. And yes, you may be in the comfort of your home, but you're not in a place of comfort to operate at your maximum, at at your optimal level. Yep, yep. And I also know like people too who are like so set on wanting to work remote and they always just kind of dreamed about that opportunity and they're like, oh my gosh. And then now given the opportunity, they're like, oh, like the first day they're like, okay, great. I'm working remote. And then they're like, you know what? This kind of sucks because the people that I would always be around would be the ones to like help me get through the day based on my job. You know, like my coworkers would be there to like, we would support each other. If we had a question, I could just turn turn the corner and ask my coworker. And now I'm sitting at home by myself, you know, depending on my job. But it's just like, it's so interesting. Like, I feel like the grass is always greener on the other side. You work remote. You're like, dang, I kind of miss being around people. You around people? Dang, I don't like y'all want to be at home. <laughs> we can't win. We're never satisfied. Never satisfied. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's true. That's true. And then I was thinking also about your um, the post that you saw that said, by now you should have all these things accomplished or you just lack discipline. For me, if I have a couple of hours of productivity, afterwards, I'm like, I need a little break. I need four hours to make up for those two hours. I deserve. Baby, I deserve. No, wait. Is that the song? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yes. A win. (laughs) Such a dork. I am. I am. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, quarantine has been very... Um, eye opening. Yes. Oh, yes. Another one. Ooh. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
very eye-opening about things that we thought that we wanted, things that are actually important, how to maintain relationships, and just so much more. Um, For me, I would say that it has been, um, again, and this is not to minimize the lives that have been lost and the people that have been negatively impacted, but I really have been blessed at this time to be able to um, rest, to reset, and to Mm -hmm. reflect. Um, it's oh. just been an Come amazing, <laughs> you know how I do. Um, it's just been so amazing to be able to like, and I mean, I've talked to some of my friends where they're just like, man, can you believe we're like losing a year in our twenties? Like we should be out and doing all these things, but we're spending a year at home. And I kind of feel Ooh. that way too on one end, but on the other hand, oh. it's like, I look at this as a sabbatical almost, um, and typically most people don't take sabbaticals until they're very far into their career. They're a little bit burned out. They want to try something different. And it's like, we get the opportunity to like really sit down and see, am I satisfied and happy with what I'm doing right now? Am I on the path to accomplish what I want to accomplish three years, five years, 10 years down the highway? And if not, what can I do to change that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are these your revelations? Uh, no, but I guess we can go with it. That was good. That was good. Okay. Um, I feel like I should go into revelation mode. Like, I feel like now I should be deep. I don't know. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> that's no, that's really, really good stuff. I agree. And I feel like if anything, if you got at least that out of the quarantine, you got something out of it. Like, I don't think it needs to always be a business idea. Um, I don't think it always needs to be mm. knocking out all of the projects that you have on the table but if you realize like okay like I think this is the direction I want to head into or I personally grew like my personal like my personally I grew yep you know whatever it may be like those are wins to be celebrated because we typically don't have the time to sit and think about that just because life yeah right so I agree um and I know that like we're getting ready to wrap up but while we're having this conversation or like recording this episode, it makes me feel like, wow, God always looks out for me in that when I was in college and I had the opportunity to uh, study in Madrid for roughly six months, it was similar to something like this where like the world was still going on, but I had a lot of time to reflect. Um, I had a lot of time to, or I used that time to slow down a little bit And that's when I was able to travel a lot. That's when I would go to the park almost every day and just sit outside and reflect. That's when I started um, taking more seriously my weight loss journey and seeing how to be healthy and the things that I ate and like really valuing relationships. Like it honestly, those six months when I studied abroad was life changing and gave me a lot of opportunity to reflect and just grow. And I kind of see this opportunity as the same thing because I do go outside to the park and I love being outside now. I walk for two to four miles a day and just, it has just, it kind of mirrors my time in Madrid. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for another opportunity to like really refocus and sort of be grateful. There's so much gratitude flowing from this season right now. Um, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Right. And I think another thing, too, it's good that you mentioned that, like, gratitude. We take so many little things that we're able to do for granted. And I don't mean to sound vain, 
for example, having self like time with yourself, like whether getting your nails done, going to the salon, whatever it may be, bonding with your hairstylist, being able to meet up with a friend in person and have coffee or whatever, and just kind of talking to each other, just all of those little things, being able to comfortably see family, whether you're bringing new life into this world. Like there's so many little things that I feel like we take for granted. And I feel like now we're going to value them even more. Yes. For sure. When everything reopens up safely and everyone is comfortable to kind of, you know, inch back into normal life, whatever that normal life may look like afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just feel like, I know for me, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I really took for granted being able to just hop in my car and just do something comfortably, not feeling yeah. like I have to wear a mask, not feeling like, right. oh my gosh, like I had like, ah, the air is going to attack me. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's, so, it's so crazy that. I was, I've, I've been reflecting on that and I'm just like, wow, like, wow, I did not anticipate it. Like Mm -hmm. I went on my little birthday trip in January, lived my life at Turk and Turks and Caicos and then boom, the world shut down. I was like, dang, well, at least I got one trip (laughs) out of this year. The way I'm about to travel when this, when we're back to normal, Mm -hmm. the way I'm about to travel, you don't even know. So Alrighty, guys. So this was the whole purpose of this episode was just to kind of like touch bases um, and give you guys our quarantine updates. We want to hear from you guys. What are you grateful for? What are you focused on during this season of being quarantined and um, socially distancing from others? Or has it been really difficult for you and you can't wait to go back to um, whatever normal will look like now? Um, Definitely be sure to hit us up in our DMs and um, let me know what you're thinking. Or if you want to tweet me, I-T-S-D-A-N-A-B-E-E, feel free to do that because your girl would love to hear from you. And of course, I'll share it with Michelle. Um, But if you want to talk to the both of us, then Instagram is the best way to do it. Follow us on rantsandrevelations.tv. Thank you guys so much for listening.